<laughs> Hello and welcome to the Trash Mobcast, a video game podcast with your friends. I'm Brandon the Bard, and as always, actually, this is kind of a weird one. I'm not joined by our friend John Smithington, who is currently having a pretty rough day, so I'm going to send him my love. But today, uh, we are joined by Heather. Hello, I return. That sounds like it was a question, but it definitely wasn't. And we have another friend who is our boots on the ground for what our topic is today. Our friend Brozilla, a.k.a. Matt. Hello, everybody. Hi, Matt. Um, Hello. So uh, you actually brought it to my attention that we did a very bad job last week or two weeks ago in uh, (laughs) uh, like stating that Heather was like a permanent cast member on the show. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I was very confused. Uh, And when you talked to me about possibly coming on to speak about New World and other things and just kind of talk, I was surprised when you're like, oh, yeah, well, well, Heather raids at 8 p.m. And I'm like, oh, interesting. I thought she was just a guest. (laughs) Yeah, so I had to then explain, no, Heather's a full-blown cast member now. So, yeah, Uh, in case you're unawares, listeners, there are now three main cast members. We got me, we got John, and we got Heather. Uh, and then, of course, there will be friends that uh, that will be, uh, you know, coming and going, as it were. And uh, we got a friend, Matt, here today. And today's topic, uh, remember last or a couple weeks ago, maybe, we were talking shit about New World. Well, we're going to spend a pretty good chunk of today's episode uh, talking about it. Because I, I am curious. Um, I'm probably not going to play it, but I'm getting closer and closer to We've Been Out uh with heather here and perhaps maybe like maybe considering playing final fantasy so who knows who knows after the discussion today maybe new world is in our future so we got a we got a list of questions here for you um brozilla well should we do like a uh maybe a bit of an intro yeah i guess we, you know it's a new That's podcast we, we don't know what the hell we're doing um how long you how long you been gaming brozilla what's uh, what's john's oh. question that he asked uh what's your first gaming machine <laughs> was that what he asked you heather <laughs> i i think yeah i was like what, what my first console was yeah what's what is your console i think he asked uh i guess my first would technically the first i played on would be an nes with my okay. dad um we did have an atari 2600 that i know we did play it from time to time uh, but the TV that it worked on burnt out at one point, uh, <laughs> so we just stopped using the Atari. Uh, but yeah, mostly started on NES, watching my dad play uh, like Star Tropics and Yonoid, uh, very weird and obscure games my dad was into. Uh, and then from that, moved to like Sega Genesis Okay. until the 64 came out, and then my dad was all over that, so we had that. Right. Would you say like your first... like the first console that you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be living on this thing forever. Like the first one that you would consider like you hardcore gamed on, I guess. Was it would that Sega be the sixty four? Oh the Genesis. No, Genesis. Okay. Good um, choice. Yeah. I love my Sega. I played a lot of Sanic. Uh <laughs> played a lot of a game called Boogerman. Oh dude, um, you're the second person I've that. ever heard of talk like talk about Boogerman. Yep. Yeah. Um back when Interplay did some real good stuff. Um <laughs> Earthworm Jim, obviously, and then there was another one we used to play because we had a grocery store that rented out games. Um, so whenever my mom went shopping, my brother and I could pick out a game to rent. 
uh, we played a lot of Vector Man was mm. another one. Um, I was super hooked for some reason on NHL 94, which if you ever go into the NHL community for gaming, everybody else was too because it's like the pinnacle of like arcade sports game. Hmm. But interesting. Was it like a from the stands view or was it a over the over the head view? It was a top down. Top you know, down. Like, that's what. That's yeah. the words. <laughs> like a north to south type of uh, okay type of sports game. Like most of them were back then. I think the only ones that weren't were like FIFA. Yeah. Um, and those ones on the Super Nintendo and I believe on the Genesis were uh, like an isometric view. Okay. Which was very confusing. Yeah that that doesn't seem like it would work very well. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> I just remember Monster Football on yes, the Genesis. Mut- that was my favorite football. of the sports games. Mutant League Football. There are like potholes on the f- on the ground. Um, you could like literally kill other people. It seemed. Whoa. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it's actually a very rare game now too. Hmm. That sucks. I'm sad that they killed it off. That was the only sports game I ever cared about. I remember like renting it at the grocery as well. Mm-hmm. I was pretty pretty obsessed with. Uh, uh, I think it was NBA Jam where you could be like TLC or whatever. As far as sports game goes, uh, you could be like an alien or a TLC and then like uh, NFL Blitz. Those are the only sports games that I was like all about. But you could like do a front flip in in NFL Blitz and shit. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Okay. So that's a a pretty good uh, Brozilla, a.k.a. Matt Primer. Um, Well, okay. So I guess one more step to what we're getting into today. What's your like MMO history? Uh not much. Um I dabbled in like EverQuest on a free trial. Okay. Uh and then couldn't pay for it so stopped playing it. <laughs> right. Uh and then, you know, from there it was it was mostly all console up until uh up until like Half-Life came out on PC. We okay. played mostly console games, which I feel like a lot of people did too. Yeah. Um Half-Life came out, and then Counter-Strike, and I was kind of stuck on PC for a while with that. Um, but yeah, MMOs, like, the last one the last one I actually got into for a while was, like, Elder Scrolls Online when that came out. Yeah. Uh, which had a lot of problems. Yes. And mainly, it's kind of the problem that New World's got right now. Interesting. Um, but it... But it had the house cat version of the Kajis. I <laughs> love them so much. <laughs> I don't remember that part of it. The uh, house cat I think that's newer. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I yeah. I guess we never really asked you that either, Heather. What's do you are you, you played MM? I okay. I saw on Twitter you're a World of Warcraft person from way back in the day. Yes, I played for about ten years. I started in Vanilla, and I started. I was like really hardcore for several years, and then I think I went pretty casual after Cataclysm because at the time um, I was a Fury Warrior and I was really mad that the game was kind of punishing you for being melee and was being like more ranged focused if you wanted to raid. So I was like, fuck this, I'll just do daily. So I pretty much just played WoW casually until um, I picked up 14. Okay. And that was like Heaven's Word, I think. So the. The first major like expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen. Gotcha. So okay, but before before WoW, you didn't play any of the other like proto MMOs. It was mostly just that. Yep, it was just WoW. I I was not a PC gamer growing up. Okay. Um, we didn't have like a computer that could run games. So I think 
I didn't do any PC gaming until I got into college and WoW came out. And I was like, those can run, that game could run on a literal toaster. So I was able to make it work on my shitty computer I got for college. Right on. I guess my MMO history is fairly similar. Uh, I played the first one I ever played was vanilla World of Warcraft, and I just played it at a friend's house uh, who who always had like the best game consoles and stuff. Uh, and he had a he was the first person I ever met that had like a good gaming PC. And it was over like a Christmas break. And I just like mainlined his PC because he had just gotten the Xbox 360 and was playing Fable. So um uh, he was like, yeah, you can play while I'm doing this. So like it was is like, uh, you know, like a 12 year old person's view of time where I'm like, I'm going to spend literally 48 hours straight playing this game. Uh, and I did. And I only got off to sleep and use the bathroom or to eat and use the bathroom. I, I don't think I did very much sleeping, but um, I never played WoW in like. I played it like a console gamer, so I played it, And then when I hit the level cap, there was no end game for me. I was just like, I guess I'm done. Because I'm 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 as high level as you can get, and that's the fun part of this game. So why would I keep going? Uh, well, there's be glad you missed out on forty man rating. It was a pain in the ass. <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, it's very hard to get that many people together. Yeah, and even when I picked up WoW later, just on a you know on a lark, uh, I that's still how I enjoyed that game. I just like the leveling part. Well, then so, you might like that part of New World at least, because like oh the leveling God. is very just just go do job, mm-hmm. and then come back and then go do job again yeah. which is fine um it's it facilitates that like that runescape grind that a lot of people like okay where you're just gathering resources and killing trash mobs and um and just doing your dailies you know so i'm going mean, to have like, to have an audio cue for whenever the words trash mob come up in the show uh, like uh, yeah. just something i can add in you're in welcome. like ding That's fine. <laughs> um i actually had a question for heather um yeah. were was so you started with wow but i know this was one that i picked up on early like at least my brother did uh do you ever play ragnarok online i didn't but i read i remember reading the comic that came from korea that was kind of based off of it but i remember like seeing it all over the internet but i never got to play it i do know people like i i know it but I, yeah. I knew I know people that play it, but I never got to personally play it. That was the one I used to watch my brother play all the time while I was playing on a console. He was playing that on hmm. like some like jank free server that he found because the game was super expensive to play online. <laughs> it was apparently very grindy too. That's mm-hmm. all I've heard about it. But like as a teenager, being able to play as like a chibi little anime guy was like <laughs> top tier. The business. Mm-hmm. It made me think of Gaia Online. Oh, I, oh that's that's a forum. That is, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. That is a dark part of my life. I did get into it for like one week, and I gave up uh, because I, I'm not even an anime person, so it was not for me. I just had a friend that was like, "You want to do this with me?" I was like, "Okay, man." And I've never been able to like be the be a forum guy. Like I've tried several times in communities that I enjoy. And I just like completely fall off. I don't know why. I just can't check back into forums like that. Guy online was all about like just talk on the forum, and then you can buy things, or you can play our little games in the shop to try to like get coin to buy things that have like actual monetary value on our marketplace. Yeah, uh, yeah, like angel wings on your character. <laughs> yeah, the penguin slippers. <laughs> you know, stupid stuff like that. Yeah. 
All right, let's uh, let's get into some new world stuff. Uh, so we have a list of questions we're going to trade off back and forth on uh, on just uh, asking you, you know, what your experience is. Your boots on the ground, Brozilla here. Um, you're playing the game, so we don't got to play the game or the audience. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. uh, I guess first question I'll go ahead and ask um, character customization. When you first start up a game, especially an MMO, you're going to be living in the, the soul of this uh, this person you create um what's what's the deal with that like what's it like are you are you just a human um yes so there as far as like the lore goes which i haven't delved too much into because the game doesn't do a great job of like wrapping you into the story of eternum um then again it's also an mmo that doesn't have i feel a huge soul that like wants to pull you in as much as it probably should because, I mean, you look at, like, we get pulled into the story of Destiny really easily. Yes. Because it's wild and space weirdness. Um, and then World of Warcraft facilitates that super fantasy. Um, and then Final Fantasy obviously has great storytelling. Like, as a base, it has that great storytelling. Yeah. This one, you, you play as just a human. Um, the character customization isn't super extensive. Um, it has a lot of nice options for people who are, I would say, like, gender non-binary. Okay. Um, because you can have, you know, female character with facial hair, and you can do things that are not the standard of what you would expect as far as, like, what your character is going to look like. Uh, right. But they are, for the most part, pretty cookie-cutter. Okay. Um, I think one of the gripes that people have... You can't be a cat have... girl? No, you cannot be a cat girl. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> At least not yet. They have a released armor that lets you do that yet. Um... <laughs> But the only downside, I think, is that currently there is no way to change your appearance after starting that character. Like oh, you're that locked thing. into the appearance. Yeah. yeah. Um, so make sure you choose what you actually want to look like. Uh, you're, you're no fluidity in that whatsoever. Like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Character okay. might be stuck like that forever. Okay. That's cool. All right. Heather. So how does how does the game look? Does it have a really interesting art style? Like part of what drives me to what originally got me interested in World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy was I really liked that they had unique art styles, but everything I've seen from New World so far, it looks very realistic. Like is yeah. it more of a realistic game? Does it have its own like unique flair? It it does and it doesn't. So it's it's very realistic like you said. Um, and it takes the influences from like high fantasy as far as like knights and that, and then you have a um, inquisitor type look for some of the characters and some of the uh armor pieces, and then um, you also get kind of like revolutionary, uh, as far as like American revolutionary and like the French English war style. Interesting, um, that's pretty cool. Where yeah, you is. can you can be like a buccaneer. Um, you can be a musketeer, so you'll have like a full, like, you know, like blue petticoat type of look with the all the trimmings, like your naval officer kind of guy. That's um, neat. Yeah, I remember being yeah, really interested seeing like when WoW did that back in the day. I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. really cool to mix that like different eras like that. Um, but that's only for like the low level stuff. Once you start getting into the higher stuff, um, that gear does have a lot more of the high fantasy look to it. That makes sense. Um, so you're more because at that point you're unlocking more of what's going on in the world. So it makes more sense that like 
you then would find things that aren't traditional uh, for the world that they've created. Okay. Okay. Um, next one here, uh, you, which you kind of already answered. Uh, is the setting interesting, or is it just more like, you know, fantasy cookie-cutter bullshit? <laughs> I would say as of right now, with them, with the world as it is, like, it's pretty standard, but it's kind of like a new frontier-style thing. Yeah, you mentioned you need to look at some of the high-level stuff, because... I checked out some streams of the game, and I I really didn't get to see much of it because I think it was just the first few days of the launch, so mm-hmm. it was just, like, beginning stuff. So beginning stuff in an MMO, MMO is never really all that fun no. to watch as yeah. a viewer, so I didn't know anything about what the art style or, like, the armor would look like later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of that stuff is pretty wild. Like, obviously probably not as wild as, like, Final Fantasy likes to be. Um, yeah, WoW gets really crazy too. Like I think yeah. even fourteen can't hold a candle to some of uh, WoW's ridiculous armor styles. Mm-hmm. The giant ass like shoulder pads and so many ridiculous effects and like fire coming off of your character and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They they have most of the stuff. Like you can make most of the things are craftable. Um, okay. Obviously, like dungeons and stuff like that, and world bosses have like particular drops that you can grind for um and they'll look a little bit different world bosses like are is it something where everyone that touches it can get loot or do you have to fight over it there is a damage threshold to be uh considered for a loot drop on it um okay case in point like there was if you had a quest to kill this boss called like pastor walsh um Mm -hmm there would be like 20 people standing in this church trying to kill him. And you had to hit a certain damage threshold in order for him to drop loot for you. And he had, um, like, a an epic rarity, uh, musket that he dropped called like pastor's breath, I think, or something like that. Um, but <laughs> you had people that were trying to kill him, but they were too low level. Uh, and all the people that were higher level were just ganking him immediately and oh, getting no. their drops, and they couldn't complete their quest. So now, it's like, technically a bannable offense to do those things, and they've lessened his spawn rate. Uh, him and other bosses and stuff, too, that have that issue of, like, way too fast spawn time. Um, okay. To prevent people from just sitting there for hours and hours grinding their uh, weapon levels up and everything like that. So there's a loot cave? Uh, sort of, but it was more like an experience cave. Okay. The bosses did have loot, but it was, I mean, at that point, you're not really getting anything of value out, like, because you'll get, like, that boss only had two drops, um, and one was a blue drop, one was a purple drop, so, like, they're not too hard to get. You can get them after killing them, like, 20 times, usually, but he would spawn after he, after he died, he would spawn probably about five to six seconds after he died. Okay. Um... So if you weren't able to deal enough damage to him, especially as a low level, you're kind of just screwed. So how does the combat feel? Does it feel more like a traditional MMO where you have like a set rotation, like one, two, three, four, five, six, or is it more like an action game where you're just you just hit your like one or two damage buttons? Maybe you have like a dot. Uh, it's kind of both. So okay, there are uh certain, like the weapon trees. Each weapon has two trees that you can put your points into. Um, and they have different styles for that weapon. 
to like uh for example the hatchet there's uh one tree that has the berserk ability which if you fully level up that ability um you can't be interrupted while you're attacking if you have that active and then the other side of that is throwing the hatchet so that's the other tree um and that when you throw it then you apply like debuffs that way so there's certain builds you can do that you are going to go through your progression of your three abilities and do those to apply the debuffs and then you kind of go into normal attacking and dodging um okay the game is for the most part pretty movement based uh at least in pvp um because you do have to outsmart your opponent because you could get trapped in something that's just going to wipe you real quick so it, you do need to be a little bit smart about it it's not so much setting up a like a macro that you press this button and it goes through these in an order to make sure that you apply them all correctly. It's kind of leaves it up to you on how you want to do the fight. Um, okay. But it is a lot of, uh, it's kind of, I guess, Dark Souls light feeling. Hmm. Um, no, don't get me interested in it by saying that. I love Dark Souls. <laughs> well, I mean, like, but, I say light in um, the sense that, like, dodging is a very strong ability in the game. Okay. Because there okay. are iframes for it. Um, so, like, I run around with light gear so that I can do a rolling dodge, uh, and I go, like, mainly, like, dexterity for my, my stats, so I use... Oh, a dex build. Yeah, I use, like, a, a musket and a hatchet most of the time. Um, Does it have your, like, standard six points, or six, six field stat spreads, like D&D uh, style? it's or? five. Five? It's okay. strength, constitution... Or is strength, dexterity, intelligence, focus, and then constitution. Focus is really only for the life staff, okay. which is your healing class. Yeah, like spirit. Um, but there are, in higher level gear, there are gems that let you turn uh, other stats into focus and focus into other stats. Okay, cool. So it kind of gives you more viability later on as a healer uh, yeah. to switch that role and to go to DPS. That's cool. Or even crowd control you know stuff like that so that kind of goes into the next question which are the character classes uh when you start the game do you pick a class or is that something that you kind of work into there are no classes no classes um next question the weapon the weapons are well the weapons are your classes (laughs) okay so that's how you determine what your class is so say you're you're running around you uh you have a hatchet in your hand you find a magical staff you're a wizard now uh, if you want to be, yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it's kind of made that, uh, I like, Heather was saying that you can, in 14, you can basically be every role. Um, and that's kind of how New World works with your, your weapon leveling, because your weapon leveling is you leveling up that class. Like, if you're a hatchet main, you're DPS. Um, if you're using, like, the great axe or the hammer, you're crowd control. But you can double spec into, you know, like, you can do, like, one of the big builds for a while was, um, like, using a hammer with the life staff. So you would heal, but then you also have those crowd control abilities to slow down the enemies for your, your party. That's cool. While you're healing them. Yeah, that's really cool. You're never really pigeonholed if you're carrying, uh, <laughs> carrying around enough stuff. Yeah. And you can always yeah, respec like your... You can always respect your attributes. It does cost a bit as you go up levels. Like the more you have, like the more points you have that you can spec, the more it's going to cost you in gold. Yeah. Um, but 
I mean, it's fine. It, it's usually a, a non-starter with whatever amount. Like, you're not going to stop and not respect if you want to do something because the gold cost usually. Okay. Just playing That's the game. Good. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's the the whole thing with wars? Like, is the whole game, is it just all about PvP? Are the wars just really uh, large-scale the- things? Like, one of my friends has, like, been talking about the game, and they talk about, I set up a war, and I'm like, I, I don't know what that is. So could you explain it for me? <laughs> Uh, so the game is very, like, capitalist-driven. Uh, basically, you <laughs> oh, no. want to control as much, like, your faction wants to control as much of the world as possible, because the more you control, the cheaper it is for you to do things in the world. Mm. Um, so it benefits you to, you know, it, at least for most people. I really haven't dabbled too much in PvP, because I don't really care to play the PvP in the game right now. Uh, I'd rather just kind of do my resource grinding and doing my dailies every now and then. Um, but as far as the wars go, those are usually set up by a faction leader. Um, and then they pick like their 50 best people and the other people pick their 50 best people. And like the war happens at a certain time. So if you say like, uh, as a faction syndicate, we are going to declare war on this um, marauders territory and the war is at 7.30. So everybody has to get ready, they have to be in there at the right time, and then you just do like a big 50v50 uh, like PvP battle sometimes, um, hmm. which can go, can be fun, or it can be incredibly annoying depending on what builds people are bringing to it. Uh, but those are, you do those in order to lessen the other territories so that they're easy for you to take over uh, as a different faction. Sounds very complicated. It is, uh, which is why I don't mess with it. <laughs> have you have you participated at all though? Like, have you found like, are people organizing this on like uh, like Discord and stuff where you can oh, yeah. find like big LFGs oh, yeah. and stuff to do that? Yeah, these are like some of these wars are planned like days in advance. Okay, like like we are going to try to get a foothold on this territory on this day because like we know that this clan like this faction leader doesn't play on that day kind of thing oh my god <laughs> yeah so it's it, all it, and it's, it's all wild. like based on your your like uh your server or whatever you're playing on yeah okay because every server has its own like basically ruling faction um but they get around like it being like piling on to the smaller factions because if you try to switch your faction you can't switch to the ruling faction of the world uh, you can only switch to the two that are in the minority. Okay, neat. So th- basically, so not everyone's trying to get in the best club. Right, so like, it can't be like, oh, well, like green controls these five territories that I've been working in, so I'm going to switch to green. Like, well, I can't do that because they own too much of it, and there's too many people that are already green. So it's a so- sort of way of self-balancing to try and keep like actual competition. They're trying, yeah. Okay, that's neat. It's going to take some time to get it downright but um we'll see how like the player numbers is there like is there another game that has done this before or is this sort of new world's like i guess twist is this based on anything i'm not sure sure it's new yeah if uh to the listener if if this is like um if this warring thing uh i find it very interesting if this is something that they've sort of pulled from somewhere else let us know on our twitter at uh at trash mobcast 
Like if you know this is like some weird thing that they pulled from like Eve Online or some other weird, you know, something else. I will say, um, Elder Scrolls Online had somewhat of a similar PvP. Like you you had a main area where PvP happened in Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Um, and there were forts to capture. Yeah, so you were Cyrodiil, like right? Big like for- Yeah, you, you were you were fighting basically for control of that. Yeah. Um I don't know if I played the game long enough to know what those ramifications and like consequences or benefits were. Yeah. Um but I mean like it was fun. There was there wasn't that many PVP missions early on in Elder Scrolls Online. There are a lot of PVP missions that you can do for your faction. Um and those help you gain territory standing. Mm-hmm. in order to declare wars in the first place okay yeah this is very interesting i i'm i'm a bit of youtube watching might be in my future about these wars because i think i think that's pretty cool um mm-hmm. all right so next would you recommend this to new mmo players uh like so someone who's never played any kind of mmo before is it approachable in that way uh i think Given that it's made by Amazon, and obviously they have a big pull with owning Twitch and everything like that, this game has been very approachable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that like RuneScape was really easy for people to pick up and play, because mm-hmm. you don't have to do what the game wants you to do. Um, there are people that are level 60 that just fish. <laughs> they just sit yeah. there and they, and they fish, uh, and that's what they like to do. So like you're you're afforded to do what you want for the most part. You will have to do story quests in order to like progress the different parts of the maps, but um I mean it the game currently is kind of what you make out of it. Um if you like crafting, it's got plenty of it. Like way way too much for me. Um, very dense, very dense. It's very dense there. and it takes a long time to get your skills up to where you can make like the really cool stuff. Um which is why there's like a huge market for people that when the game started immediately started on the path of like just making bags so that you could hold more things. Um oh God, so that's like a big yeah. I mean they sell for like 2-3k a pop for like crappy blue ones. <sighs> Bags. They take a lot to wow. make. Yeah. But I mean, like, you can make money by doing that. You never even have to farm a resource if you get to that point. Because once you start making bags, you can usually buy the resources on the marketplace to make more. Mm. So you kind of just turn into a business that you're just selling bags. That's very interesting. Yeah, that that goes into our question. We can kind of skip uh down here yeah you kind of already answered it because i was just gonna ask what there was to do with if you had like anything to do besides pvp and basically already answered that right um so yeah and then that also kind of goes into the economy um so uh it is a like a world uh shared economy then all all together or uh like that and also with drops um is it something like in wow you every it was like a world drop and everyone could kind of bid on it if they wanted it or steal it uh is it that kind of thing or or as is every drop that you see yours um i guess that's more two questions really okay you are you talking like it is the loot that hits the ground borderlands or is it destiny like like that's where a good borderlands way to put- like 
Yeah. yeah, Borderlands dropped loot for everybody, but it was all the same loot, and you had to basically fight over who got what. Yes. Um, which I I never played WoW, so I don't know if that's how that worked early mm-hmm. on. Um, yes. This is all unshared loot, so like your loot is different from everybody else's on what you get to drop, which okay. I feel is better. Um, but they do have a dueling aspect in the game, like Borderlands did, where you could fight over a piece of gear if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so there could be something in the future that they do something like that, but uh, currently right now, it's it's not shared loot. You get your own loot, and then uh, if you equip it, obviously you can't sell it or give it to anybody else. Yeah, and then the other thing was the economy. So you're not putting your gear on the like a marketplace of any kind, but you can put the stuff you craft in there. Oh, no, you can sell whatever the hell you want. You can um, sell your gear. As long as you haven't equipped it, yeah. Okay, so it Once does you equip get, it, like, bind. Is, is, it binds yeah, it to you. Bind, okay. It binds to your character if you equip it. Okay, so like uh, a, I then, guess a bit of a hybrid system to stuff we've mm-hmm. seen before. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. But I mean, um, as far as the economy goes, that's something they're, I think, having to work on right now. Um, because I of, heard. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, no money. Because people uh, become governors of these towns, and then they just don't upgrade the town so people can't make nice things uh and then people have to travel to different parts of the world in order to make things at like the high enough tier uh so it it's it's kind of messed up right now it's like real life uh, because you you get people that will infiltrate the servers right now and i don't know if this has been solved i haven't played in a few days um they will infiltrate the servers with their own bunch of cronies try to take over as many territories as possible to install their own accounts in as the governors and then take that money move it to a different account uh and sell that for real money wow yeah scumbags <laughs> yes that's 100 percent what they are right now jeez um, kind of sounds like diablo 3 when it first launched yeah almost. it's kind of like the marketplace in diablo 3 very interesting yeah like i said so how's capitalist oh, <laughs> very capitalist yeah so how's, how much does it cost to really play the game? Can you just buy it and you have it and you're done? Or is it a subscription-based model? Are there any microtransactions that you have to worry about? It's 40 bucks, and that gets you the whole game. Uh, microtransactions, for the most part, are purely cosmetic that I've seen. Um, nice. I'm sure down the line they have a fast travel currency that's baked into the game. Um, but I don't, know if they're, Ooh, I don't know if they sell that in the store. So it costs you money to go from one place to another, like fast travel wise. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, and it it's kind of it's tough because like you'll get a lot of it, but you can only hold a thousand of it at a time, and if you don't control the territory you're trying to fast travel to, uh, and you have a bunch of stuff on you, it could cost you like three, four hundred of the Holy currency. Holy shit! Um, which is usually it's you're not going to do that. Yeah. Um. So. And wait, is but the world also, huge then? Like extra it's huge? It's very large. It's very big. And do they have mounts? Like, uh, there are no mounts. Oh, oh God. Uh. Can you walk everywhere? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, that's awful. So I assume it's going to be one of those things that like eventually Amazon Game Studios is going to break and they're going to do mounts. Um, I think their their reasoning behind it was like we want players to see the world that we made. And which I agree, like, that makes the sense, world yeah. is very beautiful, and like they did a good job. The world looks good, 
uh, as far as an MMO goes. Like, it's a very nice-looking game. Um, but, yeah. It, no mounts right now, uh, and I wonder if they're only doing that so that people don't blow through a lot of the endgame stuff too fast on being able to gather resources faster than lower-level players. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the well, resources can, are shared in the world. They can definitely alleviate that by just don't do flying, because it, you can keep the mounts yeah. that you have kind of a reasonable speed, and that way you won't be rushing through the game too much. It's like, even like WoW and 14, like you, they wait until your max level, or if you've finished up that area. Like mm-hmm. in 14, you have to get Aether Currents, and you basically can't get all the Aether Currents to fly there until you have finished the story there and done like all the quests and found all of them. Yeah. And wow is always the same way. You can fly everywhere that you've already like maxed out in that, like, like like that specific zone. You have to buy like a, what is it called? Like a flying ticket or whatever. A license. Yeah. It's always a thousand gold or some shit. I don't remember the prices anymore. It's always wild. But Um, they always gated flying behind your progression. Yeah. Um, also like, are there, so with the with it being sort of a mix of things, are there like roads, or is it all like yeah. dirt paths? Uh, I mean, like there's, I guess it's all dirt paths for the most part. But like the the towns are very populated. Yeah. Um, like your town centers, you know, has a bunch of people in it all the time. Um, but you could go on the roads for the most part to avoid enemies if you want to. Yeah. Uh, if you're just trying to walk your way there on an auto run. Yeah. Um. It's interesting because, like, if and when they do release mounts, is it going to be cars or is it going to be like horses? No, or a chocobo. Can I ride a cat? <laughs> it would probably be. So they have some large, uh, like animal mobs in the game. So mm-hmm. like they have like big old alligators, like giant bears. Oh um, man, just Florida style gotten... riding a gator. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't gotten. Cool. I'm in the mid game right now, uh, in leveling and everything like that. So I don't know like what some of the other larger like there's big old like huge boars and everything too so i don't know if there's something down the line that like they'll use those models maybe for a mount Mm. um there are no horses in the game currently like that you ever see yeah uh so as far as we know they don't exist in this world uh and and i could be wrong on that like i said i haven't seen the whole game yet so okay um i don't remember seeing one since i've started though yeah so Next question, sort of a, I guess, sort of a softball. Is it fun? And like, what's fun about it? And I guess that it, can be different for different people. But like, what is the joy that comes out of the game? I mean, you get the like. You, there's a lot of progression because you have uh, trade skills. Mm-hmm. So like, you have logging, mining, fishing, and like all your crafting abilities are all different to like engineering, leather crafting. Uh, iron like smithing, all that kind of stuff, and stone crafting. Um, so you could specialize into one thing if that's what you like doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you really like doing like making jewelry, you can do that. Uh, you just go around mining and getting ore and smelting it, and then crafting the the stones into jewelry, which do sell for a pretty penny on the marketplace if you get into that. Um, but I mean, it's fun if you find something in the game that's fun it's a very subjective question i feel but if you like the pvp aspect there's a lot of it and people very much enjoy the pvp because you can walk around and do everything in the game while pvp is turned on and you could just have somebody come up and kill you yeah um 
which is fun and also annoying. But is it like Minecraft it when you die? Do you drop all your shit or no? It just gets damaged. Gotcha. Okay. Then you have to repair it. Ugh, repairing but. gear. Yeah, it's really no, not that bad. Normal. Yeah, I guess so. Bad. It's just been so long <laughs> since I've played a real MMO that like, uh. yeah. The only downside is that everything on your character gets damaged when you die. Mm-hmm. So like, even gear that you're not wearing takes damage. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that was like a a recent gripe that I've seen people on Reddit have. Like, guy was running like a high level dungeon and died a bunch of times, and then looked at his inventory and everything is just like red X's. Why is my t-shirt of Arathia damaged? I didn't even need it. I wasn't. It was in yeah. my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. No, that stuff makes like sense. That. Can you repair the stuff yourself, or like, or do you have to like pay someone like a blacksmith or something uh, to do there's it? There's a there's a repair all button. Uh, when you okay. when you salvage your like your crap gear, um, it usually gives you like one to two repair parts. Oh. Uh, and you can hold like twenty thousand of them, which okay, is more than you'll ever all. need, really. Um, so, so it's not, a, it not also a costs, huge deal then. Yeah, but it also costs gold to repair, but not a huge That's amount normal. of gold. And I, yeah. I think it scales up with the rarity of items that you're repairing as well. Yeah, that makes sense. So how does the team multiplayer work? Do you have things like guilds or clans, and have you had any good experiences with those? Uh, so you have your your main, I guess overarching thing would be the factions there's three factions there's the covenant which are the like the religious like faction that uh holier than thou type of feel there's the marauders which are your uh your group of meatheads that just want to fight and then you have the syndicate which are the sneaky boys which uh uh-oh uh-oh it's dead uh-oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> So this is all kind of going to be one thing. Um, one, like, how is the leveling experience? And when you get to the end game, is it really worth it? So the leveling experience, I'm stuck. Well, not stuck, but um, I've hit the mid game. So like around okay. like the 30 to 40 mark. Uh, and that part is very grindy. Up to that point, it kind of moves you along pretty quickly. Um, like one through okay. ten is like an hour. Uh, oh, that's 10, not bad at all. Ten to twenty is maybe you know it take you a little bit longer because you're exploring more that you're not gonna die all the time when you fight mobs. Um, and then the thirty to forty mark, you have a lot more of the world that you can explore because of that. Um, so you end up kind of going all over the place. You can stay in one of those like areas. And just kind of grind it out. Um, but, I mean, that's as far as I've gotten so far. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is, like, up to, like, the second dungeon. Uh, the dungeons are pretty fun, though. I haven't seen anything on them. I definitely want to watch some footage of the dungeons themselves. Because it's always cool to see how different games handle dungeons. Because there's a pretty big difference between how something like... Fantasy Star Online or um, World of Warcraft or 14 would do the dungeons, so I'm really interested to see. Yeah, the interpretation. Some, like an American-made company, like, game would handle it. Well, I guess, like, WoW was, but... Yeah, I mean, like, dungeon in the sense of, like, a Destiny game is a lot different than a dungeon in, like, an MMO. Yeah, in Destiny, it's yeah. like a smaller raid, which I guess... Yeah. That's 
fitting because i mean mm-hmm. in most games that's kind of what it is it's like a, a light raid that you can use with less people um yeah so like in new world dungeons are at least the ones that i've done are six players mm-hmm. um which gives you a pretty good balance like you can have uh usually it's like two healers and and four dps is usually how it goes uh unless like at least for the first one, that's usually the way to go because yields have bosses that are kind of bullets like sponges. Yeah. Um. So you just have to keep at them. Um. Yeah. And does a healer sort of fulfill the tank role as well? Or well, like the tank and the DPS can kind of be the same thing sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Like for me, I'm uh like a dexterity DPS, but I've also specced highly into Constitution for a lot of health. Okay. Um. But on top of that, you have, like, certain gems that facilitate different roles. So you have a gem that can, like, give you less threat so you don't get as much aggro on you. Okay. Um, Because it's an auto crit if you're hitting the enemy from behind. Okay. So cool. uh, healers and the, like, dexterity slash, like, some strength uh, DPS will use the um, the less threat gems. Well, tanks usually have the generate more threat. Uh, because they can take those hits right. and then keep the crowd control with the hammer and stuff like that so that you're not getting overrun by ads. Okay. Pretty interesting. Uh, next question mm-hmm. here. Uh, can you fuck? Uh, no. 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 Unfortunately. <laughs> no sorry, sorry, John. Uh, <laughs> but no, there is, a, there is no fucking in this game. Okay. Uh, That's unfortunate. Outside of like maybe an RP server if you can find it. I mean, oh, there man. are houses, and you can make beds. Interesting. So, they, they definitely have the materials to facilitate it. Lost opportunity uh, there on their part. Not an in-game mechanic so far. Okay. So are there any moments you've had in the game that you like to brag about? Has there been, like, any great triumphs you've had, like, in PvE or PvP? No, I mean, like, I, I've kind of played solo for the most part. Uh, I have a few friends that are playing it, but they had a lot more time than I do. So they're a lot farther than I am now. Hmm. Um, I got one friend that just hit the level cap, and then uh, my roommate is probably like mid forties, probably almost fifty now for a level. So they're a lot farther ahead than I am. Um, and for me, mostly it's just been running my uh, my resource routes, trying to get my skills up so that I can make enough money to do things I want to do, like furnish my house and upgrade my skills so i can sell stuff on the marketplace so it's more of like a much more of a personal journey that you've had you're not like a a, a great warrior or anything yet it's just like no you're, you're kind of just living like a like sort of a badass sims life or something yeah, like that's, that. that's that's kind of the nice thing about it like you don't have to do all that crazy crap like you can just be a normal person in this world that's pretty interesting be like what are the civilians like just going about your day which is kind of nice uh to you know get home from work and then work more bit of a change of pace from like i guess a normal mmo experience then i guess because i mean Mm -hmm. you can like make shoes and shit if you want in other games but like you're still gonna be slaying goblins the whole time or whatever but in this it sounds like you can really angle into kind of doing what you want to do with the game Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool yeah it's it's the experience you you make of it yourself so that's the nice thing about it. I like that. So uh, for longevity, um, 
do you see this as a game that you could continue playing for a very long time and like has it got its hooks in you to where like it's going to be a part of your like i guess hobby uh, ga- uh ho- games as a hobby sort of uh slot there i think if they do if they support it well enough um then it it will be a game that has a decent longevity to it because it's I mean, it's owned by a company that has plenty of money to throw at it to make sure that it does succeed. Yes. Uh, which is a bonus, I feel, that it has. Like, as much as, like, Amazon bad, but, I mean, that's the nice thing about this game being not so much a gem, but, like, it has a good foundation to it. You don't have and, to worry about it falling, at, like, the, the company going bankrupt because they can't support it anymore. And Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, provided things don't go poorly for them in the in the future then yeah it's gonna it's gonna be fine it still has a decent amount of people playing it um if shit goes bad for them then we're gonna have way more major problems i think globally if if shit goes bad for amazon (laughs) capitalism has fully failed and we are in a free fall society (laughs) so uh i mean as far as longevity i think it's going to be perfectly fine as long as people still want to play it i think Mm -hmm. it's still going to be there for the people that do um and and that's that's a good thing. It's not something that I see myself playing in the long, long term. Um, it could be if they make the certain changes to it that keep me interested. Uh, right now, my biggest gripe with it is that it's very taxing on your system if you have high-end equipment. Mm. Uh, I don't know why, uh, but it is. Um, so if you're playing... If you have like a low or mid-system. Yeah, that's... Honestly, a- it plays great. Uh like, nice i'd be able to play it then <laughs> yeah it, it surprisingly plays better on at least like just performance wise uh it, it'll play pretty normally but i'm playing at 1080p and with a 2080 ti and 8700k and my processor is actually what is spiking in temperature and i don't know if that's like because my gpu spiking in temperature and that's pushing because that's how my my water route goes to my computer uh, GPU first, then my CPU. But normally my my CPU doesn't spike up that high. So and it didn't in the beta either when I played. It was actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, my my temperatures on my CPU are actually what's concerning me for the most part. Uh, so I don't really play it as much as I normally would right now. Uh, just because I'm hoping that they do another performance patch that yeah. makes that a little bit better. Guys, yeah, uh, so yeah, I assume your computer has not. <laughs> the game has not destroyed your computer at any point like it has uh like it did i guess in the beta yeah and that people. was yeah and that was mostly just like that one brand of video card yeah at that point at least okay. any other that like i don't know has there been any more not that um, i can not that i know of it as just far as like... i remember it was evga saying that they it was their fault for the most part because like oh, not evga <laughs> well i mean them. they admitted to it because they and that was a big thing with the 30 series cards when they came out too, is that um, NVIDIA had like their guidelines of what you should use for power consumption and power regulation on the back of the die, um, and they left it up to the board partners to decide how they wanted to regulate that. So you could either choose the cheaper option, which some did, or you can choose the more expensive option like NVIDIA did for their own card, obviously. Uh, or you have some that did a hybrid of some of the expensive capacitors and some of the not-so-expensive capacitors. Uh, mm-hmm. And it turns out the not-so-expensive ones 
on the 3080 and the 3090 were prone to just dying. Um, which is kind of what was happening with those 3090s that died because of the uncapped frame rate in the menus for New World. Could you imagine dropping that much fucking scratch <laughs> on something? And then getting your card replaced because it's in warranty either way? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird true. Weird to complain about. Still, though, man. When, it's, it, when it's not even your fault or the... It's, yeah, it's not the game's fault, though. It's, no, it's not, I'm not blaming the game. I'm blaming yeah, the card. But that's what Definitely. people were doing, and that's like the kind of annoying thing. It's like, not that I'm going to sit here and defend Amazon, but it's you not shill. their fault that... Yeah, it's not their fault that you're... Like the company that made your card didn't put temperature restrictions on certain things. So what are you looking forward to in the game in the future? That's, I don't know. I mean, like like I said, I haven't really gotten all the way through the game, so it's hard to look forward to things outside of like looking forward to doing like the rest of the dungeons as I get to those levels, because I'm just kind of taking my time on it. Um, I'm not one of those people that wants to just blast through everything as soon as possible and then complain about content. Uh, which people are doing you know like this game has well over 400 plus hours of content if you try to do like all the little side quests that they have and through doing repeat dungeons uh and then people sit there and complain that there's not enough content in the game the content is repetitive but it's an mmo like that's a normal thing you know like your date like like you said you played wow and you just logged on to do your dailies like dailies are for the most part they run on like a schedule of like <laughs> the right, same today mission. The daily is this, and then yeah. like the next day it's this, but like they're the same quest, they're just in a different area. Uh, and New World suffers from that too. It's just a new, it, it's just an MMO thing. I feel I don't know how Final Fantasy fourteen works as far as that goes, but I wonder um, if people are complaining about it because it's uh, my first my first MMO, and they're like, why are you doing this? Sh-? And it's like people that have played MMOs are used to kind of doing this shit already. Mm-hmm. But if you're, yeah. you know, if you're, if all you've ever played is God of War, you're like, why is this not continually interesting every time? Yeah. And that's understandable. Like, games for that generation are a lot different than the games that we grew up playing as far as MMOs go. Yeah. Um, there's been plenty of MMOs that have failed because they try to break from that original recipe and then it just gets way more stale than it should be. Yeah. So. So your personal goals you've kind of listed already that, you know, you're just kind of leveling at this point and you're just you're chipping away at the end game um, or to the end game, basically. Um, So as far as the game right now, uh, do you have any uh, and this is the final question as far as New World goes. Do you have any like DLC hopes or expectations or what you'd like to see added to the game? And also, I guess, tying back into monetization, have they mentioned uh, how that's going to work as far as like new content goes. Uh, I know as far as data mined information, um, there are a few, effects. well, I think the whole, like, <laughs> everybody kind of knows about it right now. <laughs> um, at least if you're interested in new world, you probably know about the weapons that are going to be coming to it. Okay. Um, there is going to be added a blunderbuss, Ooh. Um, a pistol, which I assume is going to be a single shot, musket loaded type pistol because that's how the, the rifle is right now and that's what a blunderbuss is yeah um they have a ice gauntlet which they're adding a new element which would be the void gauntlet um which i believe i think is harnessing the corruption magic that is in the game which is like really the only big magic is like the evil magic that we deal with 
I don't know if that's what that's going to be. Um, but those are like the three main weapons that like were spoiled that somebody saw on like the weapon mastery page. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I would like to see more weapons because that opens up more combat options. Those are functionally your um, classes. So, I mean, it's just right. like adding so, classes. So, like, they're to adding the more classes to it, which okay. is always going to be a welcome thing in a game like that where it's the experience you want it to be for yourself. So, you're not pigeonholed into one thing, like you said earlier. You're able to do what you want to do uh, and use which weapons you want to, whether suboptimal or not. You yeah. know, you can still get good with those and still do uh, the high-level content with that stuff. So I'm it, hoping that... Go ahead. With it being like a game without a story, I assume that the DLC isn't going to be attached to like some big story event or anything like a Cataclysm or a Forsaken. Uh, it's mean, going to be more, I guess, like things that are added to the world that then you can specifically interface with as a population. Does that make sense? So, I mean, the game has a story. Uh, whether or not most of the people even know what the story is um, is the real question. Because like, it's... I, I mean, I have no idea. I haven't paid attention to it. I just want... I just jump in the game to do the fun things I like to do that take time out of my night, and, and then I'll log off. Yeah. Um, the story is your mining and fishing, and that's it. <laughs> right. I mean, why not? I'm a level why 60 have- fisherman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why not have the story be what you want to make it as far as like you don't have to play by their rules and that's kind of nice. But yeah. um like I said, I haven't read too much into the lore of what is all going on outside of like there's these like corrupted like towers that show up and portals that you have to close. Um, like Oblivion. Which is kind of cool because yeah, whenever- it's Oblivion. Yeah, Oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you uh, whenever you log on, like one of the uh, world chats will always be like, "Where's the train starting?" And that's like a group of like fifteen to thirty people that are just running around to these portals and closing them. Uh, oh, that's that's part cool. of like part of the world mechanic, but it drops good loot, so like they get just a giant group of people running around the map closing these portals together. Choo choo. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah that's neat. Okay. So yeah, I guess there's definitely room for them to like, uh, uh, you know, uh, vanilla destiny. There wasn't much going on, but then boom, they dropped this giant story hammer with the Taken King um, a year later. So, okay, that's pretty interesting. Um, anything else you wanted to add about New World before we never fucking talk about it again? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. <laughs> uh, and um, I mean, like, the, like I said, like my experience isn't everybody's experience right now. Like I've played the game at my own rate um like i went hard in it the first few days just to because it just come out yeah but yeah i mean new fun toy it's, it's a fun game if you want to waste some time it's not super expensive there's no subscription fee you're not priced into doing microtransactions if you don't want to because they're mostly all com- cosmetic yeah um but I and mean, you just you buy the game right school, it's not like a it's yeah. not like a free trial or anything either I mean, like, some people got it for free because it was going to be free to play when it was first announced, mm-hmm. and it was up for pre-order on Amazon.com for zero dollars. Uh, uh, and then Amazon uh, honored that for people that pre-ordered it for zero dollars. Uh, that's pretty fucking that, yeah, righteous. It cost, yeah, it cost 40 bucks otherwise. Okay, which isn't cool. too bad. No, it's not bad. It's, you know. I mean, you look at WoW expansions, they cost 40 to $60, and then you still have to pay your subscription fee. 15 bucks a month, yeah. Um, Granted, WoW is a much more fleshed out game than New World is right now. Yeah, especially at this point. Um, yeah, this is just an infant, and if it if it takes if 
if it works and it's going to be good, then we'll see a, a lot better game in a few years' time. Um, but it's just got to make it to that point. Cool. I mean, it has enough stuff that I'm going to be keeping my eye on it. I'm definitely not playing it right now. I just don't have time. But like, Same. I don't know, especially like what you've explained about it. Like, and you know, because I, I, I went into this knowing fucking nothing about it because I was like, MMO, I ain't got time for it. But I mean, some of the shit really does sound pretty cool. So, um, so yeah, I'll be I'll be keeping my eye on this one. And uh, I, I would say if you're if you're going to play an MMO, just uh, let Heather carry you through Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> yeah, know, just, just play fourteen. <laughs> well, I know, I know that you're more of a story-driven guy, and I know that, I mean, like, you already love Final Fantasy already, so, like, why not live your dream and yeah. play with actual, like, Final Fantasy weapons? Like, yeah, plus, my God. Be a dragoon. What? The trial includes Heaven's Word now. You, dragoons <laughs> are the stars of Heaven's Word. And they're mm. the coolest characters you could possibly play. Mm. They have that really cool armor. It looks like a dragon, but also like not a dragon, but also kind of like a dragon, like a like yeah, a like a get, Giver you dragon. Hansel's, you can name you get yourself Hansel's ultimate in Walker. What? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess in our new world episode, the conclusion is that Brandon's probably going to play Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> I think you should. Go I might. It. I, I'm. You, I'm you edging spend too closer much time closer. on Destiny as it is. You're right. I definitely My data do. Data center is open. Oh. Oh, how much is the subscription for that one now? Fifteen, but if you do the trial, which, as I said, includes Heaven's Word, you can you can do everything in the game that is up to Heaven's Word. So that's at levels like one to sixty. It's like any a thousand story, hours of trials. Content. Yeah, it's a ton of content for free. So you can basically just you can get all your classes to sixty for free and keep playing. There's no like limit on play time. And if you end up enjoying it. You can buy the complete edition when N. Walker comes out, but how you, much you is will that? not get caught up. Uh, it depends. If the complete editions, I think, are normally like fifty or fifty. I mean, forty or fifty, which at that point it would include Stormblood, Shadowbringers, and and Walker. So it'd be like a really, really good price for a fuck ton of content. But Tell if you're you gonna what. try the game, just get to level sixty first and yeah. see how you feel you have plenty of time like the game isn't going anywhere oh my god my wife's gonna fucking kill me <laughs> yeah but like, you can play it very casually yeah right. i'll play i'll play it with you okay i mean if, it, if it's free yeah. for that much like why not john's already into it as well by the way uh like he, oh, he okay. he's in my fc yeah he, he he's like if you're gonna do it let me know so we might have to throw a little noob a little noob party there and do some shit. Let me just uh, get that yeah. downloaded right now. Oh god! Oh yeah, god! I'll, I'm I'll actually gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, make it. I'll, I'll write it here in the thing. Aether Data Center <laughs> Cactar <laughs> Server, which I believe we are open right now. Because Aether just on. reopened, and Cactar should be open for character creation again. Can you transfer yeah, characters? Not, I can still play with you. Yes, you can. Okay. It does cost money to transfer, but. It, I think it's, I don't even remember how much. It's like 10 or 20, something like that. Seems worth it, if probably, regardless on, of what it is. Yeah. If you roll an Aether, even if you, if Cactar for some reason is closed, I can actually look right now. Uh, and Super it's status. on Steam? Yes, it is. I play it directly through Square, but um, there's nothing wrong with playing it on Steam. Okay. I'm going to play it on Steam because I've already tried this game before and I can't use the free trial on it. Katar is now is now open for character creation. And it's is it um is it uh what's the word? Cross play or cross save? Can you save it? Can you play it on your PlayStation yeah. and on your can you play it on Xbox? 
you can't play it on Xbox yet. I think Yoshi P is in talks with Xbox right now about doing it, but um, if you do want to play it on both, you will have to buy a license for both. Like if you end for up sure. wanting to play it on your PC and your and your PlayStation, but you can upload your UI to the cloud and re-download it. It's like every time I go back and forth between my PS5 and my PC, I just upload my UI shit and just re-download it. It's really seamless, and you can play on controller on both PC and obviously PS4 and PS5 and mouse and keyboard support is also on console. What a fun turn this episode has taken. Hard. <laughs> another my, another part of my plan to get everyone to play 14. <laughs> All right. Now's um, a great time to do it. Yeah, I I think it's going to happen. So it looks like I'm looking at it here on Steam it's showing that 14 is $20. Hold on. Um but on trial. on the actual uh, freetrial.finalfantasy14.com um, you just have to create a new account it says yeah hmm. uh, I would do that I don't know how it works through Steam there's nothing wrong with just playing it without the Steam launcher like I don't play with the Steam launcher I yeah, just you have play your the own, game straight from Square yeah your own friends list in there right so yes all right. Well, I think I'm going to go and do that. Uh, we can actually sort of close out the episode here. Uh, we have some other stuff that we were going to talk about. So the pricing came out for the expansion pack for Nintendo Switch Online. Um, mm-hmm. People tripping. Uh, expensive. It's a lot more expensive. It's way too much. <laughs> it's a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought it would be like an extra 10 bucks or whatever, but it's it's they're trying to bring it up to parity with like the other console like yearly subscription things mm-hmm. i don't know that it's gonna work for just like what they're adding no like i'm i'm happy to play pay 50 bucks or whatever for ps plus a year because i get chat i can use voice chat with my friends and i can send them messages and do group invites i can't do that on switch no they're they gate the shit out of you on switch for any sort of social mm-hmm. stuff like that and like it's interesting if like so you can get the animal crossing dlc which by the way i'm going to be talking about animal crossing next episode but yeah i told my wife about (laughs) the um you get the you get the dlc if you upgrade to that uh but are they going to add more dlcs to the future or to that to the future so like if you're for instance like what if they bundled in like character packs for smash brothers or something like that that adds value to that service and you know for me like buying smash brothers at this point is like i'd have to spend like what 150 bucks to get everything that the game has to offer yeah probably more i think i i have the first three or four fighter packs that came out um i forget how many they've done now but i mean i haven't played the game in like two years now yeah yeah, like I, I bought the Switch to play that game when it came out. Um and then I don't know, just nobody wants to play Smash anymore. And I don't like playing online cuz the lag is really annoying. Yeah. Cuz uh I don't know why Nintendo just they want to charge more money but their servers are still not great. Yeah. Their servers are still running Windows 2000, I think they said. Holy shit. Oh my god. How is that possible? Also, it doesn't they help specifically that specifically said the baseline almost everyone's running Wi-Fi on the switch and not hardline. Yeah, you can only Ethernet through USB anyways. And yeah. You have to get a dongle. Yeah, the the OLED switch, the new the new one has uh built in Ethernet, but yeah. 
it's a it's a dongle if you want a hard line for anything else. Yeah. I use the dongle. Yeah. I, mean, I just use Wi Fi. I don't I don't play on it enough for me to merit having its own. Like even the Xbox is only on Wi Fi anyways. So Yeah. Same at my house. I'd love to be able to hardline it and I'm considering running a line under my house, but or up through the attic or something. I don't know. Um we got a couple more things here. Um We'll save the Destiny dungeon drama. I don't even kind of know if I want to talk about it. People are upset because, like, you need the deluxe version of the game to get two dungeons um, that are going to be coming out within the next year. Um, but it's ancillary content, isn't it? Sort of. Uh, so they're they're selling the dun- they're selling a lot of stuff in Destiny a la carte right now. I feel like they're really fucking around with the monetization of the game. They don't really know what they want to do. But if I I paid for I paid a hundred bucks. Uh, they're mm-hmm. doing a special like mini DLC at the end of the year for the Bungie 30th anniversary edition where you get like a dungeon, you get like an activity and a bunch of gear uh, you that you can Gallarhorn. and you get fucking Gallarhorn, of course. Um, and that sells by itself for like 25 bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. You get that if you get the deluxe version of the next year's expansion. Um, and if you get all that, you get all the dungeons. So it's 100 bucks right now for an entire year anything that they come out with you you have access to and um i guess my opinion on it is that it is worth however much if they're if they're adding shit to the game i am willing to pay for it mm-hmm. as long as it's not stupid and it seems like this is a it is a like a hundred bucks for like i've put two thousand hours into the game uh, right. like anything else compared to that hobby wise i guess is like a drop in the bucket. It is insane to me <laughs> that people are so upset about this. Um, it is a reasonably cheap hobby to play Destiny 2. Yeah. Um, even if you don't buy the expansions and you just buy the season passes or you don't buy the season passes, you still get access to quite a bit of content. Yeah. Granted, I think a lot of this comes with a grain of salt that people have um, with the always option for Bungie to vault content. Yeah, that's the you only know. thing. Like you're paying that, for stuff it, it, that could potentially get put into a vault that you can't access yeah. anymore. Which at the same time, I'm sick of the tangled shore. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm. It's, I'm it, done with it. It's I've a been there for three zone. years. I'm. Di- I'm good. Yeah, it's a specific zone that they're taking out of the game uh, to vault. They they call it. Well, we might go into the content vault on another day, but um, yeah, like I don't know. That's pretty much it. Uh, and then uh, for the for the dungeon drama anyway, I know John's going to have a lot more to say about it because when they first mentioned it, um, when they first g- gave the pricing, John was like, he was very concerned with like how much of a piecemeal they're trying to make everything because it is legit like confusing. I still don't know. And I, I played the fuck out of this game. I have to buy the license so I can play it on my Xbox because it's not going to be on Game Pass next year. And I play a lot of Destiny in my living room, just, you know, fucking around in there. And I'm going to have to buy the license so I can play it. But I don't know <laughs> what parts I need to buy and what parts I don't need to buy. And like, it's not not very clear because the deluxe edition comes with uh, like the season passes and the season passes carry over regardless of where you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Sort of just a pain in the ass. But um, hopefully they get this shit more unified to where it's like easy to because I, I wouldn't even know at this point for someone like to how how to recommend what a person should buy you know what i'm saying well, they 
didn't they list it out like a long time ago that this is how they were going to start doing it for a while? Um, I feel like they had a twab that was talking about like Destiny was going to be more of an a la carte experience of like you can buy what you want, yeah, and only have to pay for that because of when they went free to play. Yeah, so I guess this is like the final boss version before they finally figure <laughs> out what they want to do with it. You know Just I mean? make us pay fifteen bucks a month and forty bucks for an expansion. I don't even care anymore. I like, mean, I- yeah, honestly, I had I had no problem spending a hundred dollars for that much content. Yeah, you know, it was like, the, it was the easy, I, such an easy decision. I did it right I'm, away. I'm looking at Wish Queen is like this is essentially going to be Destiny three if this is how big they're talking it's going to be. Yeah, you know, like if if this is what their vision was for them to revamp what we know about destiny essentially is like as far as the story and how the game's going to play we're going to have weapon crafting armor craft like you know like all that kind of stuff they've been slowly pushing over to that more like casual mmo style for a long time yeah out of just being like a massive multiplayer first person shooter um so i feel like this is fine because the people that are going to buy this stuff, are going to buy it either way. And yeah. they know that. Um, and it's nice that they at least bundle it all together for you, that you don't have to worry. Like, for us... You don't have to add five things to the cart. You just have to right. click the I thing click to get all of it. Deluxe edition. All of it, cool. What do you think about that, Heather? Oh, about the whole, like, bundles and stuff <laughs> like that? <laughs> it was more or less like, a joke I because mean, you don't play Destiny, but... but no, yeah, like, I, but I what, don't play Destiny at all. But the, the bundling and shit, like... It, it seems like Final Fantasy kind of has this in the bag where it's just like you you play the stuff that's old and you buy the shit that's new. Pretty much uh like I'm sure come some sometime in Endwalker, I bet Stormblood's probably going to get added to the free trial. I would be shocked if it didn't. Yeah. Um but basically you just they they make it really easy for with 14. You you just Either if you're not up to date with the game, you can just buy the complete edition. Everything's in there, like, and it comes out around the same time yeah. that the newest expansion comes out. So you don't have to worry about all that like Ubisoft Assassin's Creed bullshit that they like to do. Yeah, with like in order to buy like an MMO. Um, two more things and we're done. So uh, I've been following the D brand shells for the PS5 for a little bit, and it's been fun to watch because. They're such edgelord, like edgelord shitheads about it. They're like, "Yep, sue me, PlayStation, I dare you." And then PlayStation's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and they're like, "Fucking PlayStation's trying to sue us, whatever, man." The next day, they're like, "Here's new shells with a different design. Try and sue us again, PlayStation." And PlayStation hasn't said anything, but I assume it's gonna be like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> I guess." It, what was the tweet? Uh, dark plates are back. Checkmate, lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's just so stupid. Like I kind of want to shove D Brand's head in a toilet, but I also kind of want those, uh, the the second dark plates. I I would have bought the first set of dark plates, uh, but I have two white fucking PlayStation controllers. So like, it, and it just looks good. There's the black ones now. They're very pretty. They are pretty. That's the other thing. But I'd have to get rid of these the white red controllers. One. The red ones are I nice. Still, I still don't understand the design of the PS5. I don't either. It's, it's so hideous. I hate it. Godly ugly to me. Have you seen what the I the second it. dark plates look like, Heather? Because they're no, pretty. I, I haven't. It's they're pretty. Like they do away with like the pointy parts, so it fits with the curvature of the PlayStation more, and it oh, adds like God. it adds vents. 
So like they're pretty nice and like they're the first two waves of them are sold out. Um, but they have another wave coming out for early next year. It's pretty nice. I'll I'll shoot you a link for it. But um, actually, okay. I mean, yeah, I'd be interested because I hate how my PS5 looks. It's hideous. Yeah, uh, they it seems like they tried to make it much like a much more. Um, uh, they D brand has mentioned how ugly the PlayStation is, <laughs> so they're they're doing their best to fix it, I guess. But but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll shoot you the link for that. It's right on the front of their website, though. If you just uh, go to D brand, um, it does. It's like a pretty website that shows you. Like okay. the way it works, but um, and then the last bit of news, uh, the the most controversial bit today, uh, is that God of War is finally coming to Steam, um, which is pretty fucking righteous. Um, Fine. I am like I'm still playing God of War on my PS5, and that's probably where I will continue to play it. But Damn. um, I am really interested to see like what kind of graphical settings you'll be able to do like what like a beast ass machine is going to make this game look like because it's so pretty of a game. Yeah, so I'm excited. Like, yeah, like, you're are you going to be playing it on there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I didn't buy a PS4 ever. Right. Um I didn't obviously I'm not going to buy a PS5 just because the Xbox game experience is more suited to me being able to play either on my console or my PC and yeah. not having to buy an extra piece of hardware than what I already have. Um, so them, like, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn already came out on PC and everybody loved that. Like, it's and great. Days Gone and Days Gone. Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Um, yeah. So, like, all these Sony Interactive games have come to PC and I'm sure they've realized that they've made a lot of money this way. Yeah. Um. And yeah, God of War taking as long as it did is surprising to me, honestly. Um, and I only hope that like it sells really well on PC so much that Ragnarok comes out on PC a lot faster. Yeah, faster. I, I can't imagine that they're ever going to do something like Ragnarok like day and date coming out on PlayStation and PC. Yeah, they'll no, never do that. No, they wouldn't. Sony is way too uh, stubborn to do something like that and honestly for good reason that's going to be a console seller like obviously the playstation has having no trouble finding people that want to buy it but like if the market ever stables to where you're not going to have to buy your playstation 5 on ebay by the time ragnarok comes out like people are going to buy it for that game right but also on on the flip side of that is like we've seen sony games come out on pc now yeah so We've seen, like Sony games come, like, we've seen Sony games come out on Xbox now. Yeah. With, well, yeah, and it'll be the show. Yeah. Uh, and the medium came to PS5. Yep. Yeah. So even it's like we're almost at this, like, it wouldn't be called singularity, right? Of, like, game experience. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, where, like, it's, I think, yeah, maybe it's singularity. Like, what we're moving towards is a singularity, I suppose, of where you can enjoy games anywhere you want to enjoy them. Yeah. Which, honestly, is only going to help the people playing the games. And it's obviously going to help the people making them, too, because you get your game out to more of an audience. And whether or not you're Sony or Xbox, like, your game, like, if you're, like, a first-party studio or even a third-party that signed an exclusive deal, if your game gets out to more people, that's only good for you, especially if people like it and if it's a, a well-made game. And with people buying games digitally too, it's not even like a like a like a fucking. There's no loss. 
Yeah, and there's no like a uh, uh, cost for you know uh, production, production of all the discs and stuff. So it's like just mm-hmm. like where you're buying the license for the game, kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. So, I mean, like, I, I hope we get to that point where like PS5 games also just come out on PC at the same time. I mean, yeah. like the consoles are essentially smaller computers right now. Um, I feel like that's where the gaming ecosystem should eventually go to and i hope it does and then i mean the step after that obviously when the when the ecosystem is more like suited for it cloud gaming is probably going to be the next big step and you're not even going to need a super powerful system because everything is going to be able to be ran off of a cloud so that's i mean look at playstation now yeah it's already there yeah that's already a thing and like xbox is starting or uh, microsoft is starting to move towards that now too a lot of people are yeah. um even the switch has a cloud thing and the switch has garbage internet yeah yeah i'm, yeah. I'm super interested to see how i'm not buying them buying them at this point but i'm super uh interested to see how kingdom hearts is going to work out for them we talked about that last episode but kingdom hearts coming with a one two and three to the or whatever the fuck <laughs> you know kingdom hearts numbers are stupid but kingdom hearts are all, all those coming to the switch how how that'll run on the the cloud um yeah it's a curiosity and and it's going to be an interesting future but i think that's where we're going to have to call it for the episode uh uh brazilla aka matt thank you for coming on um absolutely if um if you would like if if you'd like to reach out to brazilla where's the best place for the people to find you uh i believe i'm on twitter at brazilla firefox uh and that's really the only social that i really care about Mm. so all right, and uh, you can find her here every episode. Sorry that it wasn't <laughs> wasn't clear, but you definitely can. Cast member Heather, uh, where can the people find you? Anginesio on Twitter, and that's that's pretty much it. I, I don't really post anywhere else. Is there anything you wanted to plug while while we're at it? Since you are actually like uh, you, you have a life in entertainment. Oh. <laughs> uh... I just wrapped up the last issue of the My Little Pony ongoing. Um, I'm doing a little bit of work. I just wrapped up some work on the latest Sonic the Hedgehog issue for IDW, and I just got asked to do a little bit of work on the Transformers comic for IDW, so definitely look out for those. We criminally underserved your introduction to the show, and we're going to have to rectify that (laughs) at some point. I was going to ask her if she did any of the coloring for the uh, Magic the Gathering IDW comics. No, uh, wait, did I do something? <laughs> I've done like so much shit. Like, I think I might have done a cover, but I've never done interiors. I would have to double check. I know I've done like, I could have swore I did like a magic cover like a while back. No, wait, it was Dungeons and Dragons that I did. Um, Close enough. The ongoing cover for I did not do the interiors though, but it's all wizards. Um, if, I, yeah. if, if I get Coastal asked, wizards. Like, I'll, I'll of course work on it, but. That's as close as I've gotten with Dungeons and Dragons. That's still good. It's fucking that's a big awesome. IP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a real big IP for it, you know? Yeah. Goddamn. Uh, well, you can find me here, and that's pretty much it, or on Twitter, at BrandonTheBard. And you can always reach out to the podcast itself at... The, not the podcast. Uh, that was bad enunciation. The podcast at TrashMobcast on Twitter, or you can email us at, tr- at TrashMobcast. Uh, wait a minute. TrashMobcast at gmail.com. That's the way that those work 
uh and that is everything so thank you for listening uh leave us reviews on itunes or anywhere else any of the other stores that you uh you leave reviews on and uh we will see you next time goodbye everyone bye bye